Today, this podcast is being recorded on Awabakal and Waramai land. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Welcome to the ND Envies podcast, where we break the binary, destigmatize mental illness and empower queer, trans, neurodivergent and disabled folks. I'm your host, ADHDer Jem Campbell. Let's get into this episode. So today I really want to talk about my journey as a queer person and my journey with being non-binary, gender fluid and yeah, with just being like really hot and like really trans. (laughs) Let's do it. So where the fuck do I start? Start. Oh my god. Oh my god. I don't know. I don't know where to start with this fucking story. <sighs> boy, oh boy. Well, I guess I could start with I had a girlfriend. I'm gonna close this fucking window because these cunts are being so loud. Fucking cars drive by. Oh my god, I feel like I just moved my entire house. Love and light, love and light. All right, so basically my queer journey started when I was very, very young. I was a very horny young person and teenager. I started masturbating. I feel like when I was like eight or nine, honestly. And I used to masturbate over a photo of Delta Goodrum and it was one of her album covers and I was obsessed with her okay I was like obsessed with Delta Goodrum when I was a kid uh and Shania Twain yeah pretty much any like singer who was a woman or like femme I was really attracted to (laughs) I wonder why anyway so I thought that one day as I was masturbating in my little tiny bed that I would be like, oh, I'm going to look at this photo of Delta Goodrum or maybe I just pulled it out and then got horny. I I can't remember. Who the fuck remembers? It was a long time ago. And it was a a photo of her with like this white blouse on. It was like a button up blouse and it wasn't like a very revealing shirt, but she had like one shoulder off like one one shoulder out you know and I was like (gasps) that's so hot fuck (laughs) so I um I decided to feel shame because I was like what the fuck you know I'd masturbated and then I think I just remember this whole big wave of shame washing over me like what have I done I'm evil I'm possessed by demons but Yeah, I didn't grow up in a religious family. My family is so far from religious. Um, I did go to religious schools, though. I did go to a... I think I went to an Anglican school. or Like, I went to an Anglican preschool. And I went to... Yeah, I think it was an Anglican school. And then I went to a couple of Catholic schools. I went to a lot of different schools because we moved around a lot when I was growing up. Um, But for the most part, I I was at, like, Catholic schools. 
and I guess some of that shit probably like leached onto me from that you know I guess fuck I'm taking this off here stretch me my hamstring so maybe that was why I felt shame maybe you know there was some stuff like some fucking bible verses or some shit they were reading out in the fucking like church I don't fucking know I can't believe I used to get down on my knees in front of a statue of Jesus and pray but not even pray not even like good praying like I pray like I do pray not a lot but I do like if something fucked up there's always fucked up shit going on in the world but like I will literally like I'll pray I pray for people I prayed for my family a million times but that kind of prayer where it's like all perfectly written out it's like a script that you're reading out and it doesn't feel like it's coming from a genuine place in your heart it's like why the fuck am I reading this fucking bible verse like that's so foul isn't it isn't that foul that we used to do that anyway if anyone listening to this is religious I'm not bagging you out if you're a good religious person Okay, I'm bagging out the shit that, that's fucked. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All right. I'm not going to go into that. Anyway, I, I digress. I digress. So back to my story. So I masturbated over a photo of Delta Goodrum. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm so naughty. <laughs> I want to write down. And I didn't tell anyone about it. And I internalized it a lot. Always thought women and girls that I went to school with were so pretty and would like yeah definitely had a lot of celebrity crushes who were women and femmes um I'm trying to think who or just for context as well I'm queer I don't actually know if I've told you guys like obviously I'm I'm queer but as in I'm attracted to all genders I used to identify as pansexual but then I just decided to just say I'm queer because I feel like yeah I just like the sound of that so yeah I do like I like everybody okay so I was obviously very obsessed with men okay I'm gonna speak in binary terms because I was literally a child like I didn't know non-binary people existed okay so I was yeah I had like posters of like Orlando Bloom but then I would also have like really raunchy sexy posters of like Britney Spears and like I don't know like Miley Cyrus and like different people And I mean, I guess like all kids had posters like that on their walls, but I feel like generally, especially when you're like in primary school, the posters you have on your walls, you most likely kiss them like on the mouth and you most likely like want to like rub your like genitals on them. Uh, That's what I did anyway. Maybe I'm just a weirdo, but (laughs) does anyone relate to this? Like send me an email, DM me on Instagram. Like, I want to hear your weird fucking stories. I had this photo of a family friend who was, he was a few years, fair few years older than me. I had a huge crush on him and I had a photo that I'd taken of him with my little like digital camera on my wall when I was like nine years old and I used to kiss it every night before bed. That is so creepy. Like, I was obsessed. I would get so obsessed. I guess this is my Libran energy coming through. (sighs) Anyway, so 
amongst his obsession was definitely girls and women, but I just thought it was because they were cool and I wanted to be like them. But really, I just wanted to fuck the shit out of them. <laughs> what am I saying? Mm, my brain stopped working. <laughs> Have another migraine today. What a surprise. <laughs> anyway, so from there, I finished school at this shitty fucking catholic school in this shitty little small town that i lived in in new south wales in australia and i moved uh, 50 minutes away to live with my grandparents to a slightly larger small shitty town and there was better schools there and that's where i met my fucking people like i met my best friend claire i met so many cool people i had this epic group of friends and we were all queer but I think at the, that time, like in year 10, when I met them, only like one of them had come out as gay. Um, I don't know if like officially came out, but it was very obvious that they were gay. And then the rest of us were like obviously very queer, but it was mostly just me and my best friend that like talked about, you know, the fact that we're bisexual. And I think she kind of said she's bisexual before me and then I kind of because I like looked up to her a lot and she was my bestie I was like oh cool like I definitely am as well and it was kind of just this thing that just hit me like I hadn't really thought too much about it like maybe in the back of my mind but I think I just blocked it out and like suppressed it for so long and then as soon as like I was around like my queer like my gay friend and then also my best friend who was just like like so like openly and confidently like yeah I'm bisexual I was like yeah like I definitely am bisexual um so yeah that was pretty simple really yeah I just knew but I definitely felt disgusting about it for a long time until I met those people and yeah so I met them when I was 15 so for like 15 years of my life maybe not quite 15 years but I felt yeah a lot of shame around my sexuality and my sexual orientation even though I didn't know that that's what it was I felt really disgusting and um I felt really um confused by it as well I felt really confused that I also liked people that looked like me or had the same body parts as me I think a lot of queer people can relate to that (laughs) heteronormativity yuck anyway so from there I started kissing my friends at parties and stuff like from this same like queer friendship group. I mean not all of them were queer but most of us came out as queer later in life. And um, yeah I would kiss my best friend. I would kiss some of my other friends. It was just like a fun drunk thing. Wee! Uh, and I didn't fuck a woman until I was like 20. And it was actually my really close friend who was a lesbian And we hooked up at the club one night and she'd just gotten out of a long-term relationship with one of our mutual friends. (laughs) Or obviously she was, yeah, her ex-partner, but like I was friends with her. So that was a bit of a weird situation. Um, But yeah, the ex-girlfriend was like a legend about it, but Mm. thirsty bitch. So yeah, from there I kind of just... um, had lots of sex because she became my girlfriend and it was really hot like the night that we went home together from the club we were like kissing in the club and all our friends were like what the fuck wow 
because like I don't think they really knew that I was queer maybe because I don't know if I really openly talked about it because this is like eight years ago now this is you know (laughs) there was still so much homophobia uh and I mean there still is now but there was still yeah like we we would get sexualized and fetish fetishized fetishized I can never say that word all the time because we were like two women like at the time I identified as a woman like hooking up and so like people were like well it's so hot Mm." so that was gross um I'm just trying to think what to say next trying to tell it in order so yeah we went home together and I was really drunk and the first time we had sex like we were both really fucking drunk and it was like in her like uni you know dorm room or whatever and it was like really hot and I remember loving it and I was like yes and yeah I literally did not like typical just classic like two like women like the whole like thing how lesbians like hook up once and they fall in love straight away and then they just like never leave each other's side uh yeah that happened so and we were already like really close friends anyway so it was like such an easy transition and I literally I don't I think I slept in my room I shared a room with my friend at the time uh on a different like college and I think I slept in my room once after I hooked up with her. I literally slept in her room. We literally lived together in this tiny little like um, studio apartment thing. So yeah, it was really nice. It was really hot. And do you want to know like a really random funny story that was like actually really embarrassing at the time? So you know like... is it threadworms? Is that what they're called? Like the little worms that you get in your bum hole and they like make your butthole itch. Like, you know, when kids like play, they like play in the like park or whatever, or like in like sand or like where cats have shit and stuff and they get like worms. Do you know what I'm talking about? So I got worms. Like we'd only been seeing each other like in this way for maybe like a few weeks and somehow got worms don't know how the fuck I got worms um it was like I think it must have been from her room or I don't know it was weird but she didn't get worms but maybe she was lying to me maybe she didn't want to get embarrassed it was so embarrassing because I just like started being intimate with this woman who was like one of my really good friends but like we were in this weird transition phase from like friendship to relationship and then all of a sudden I get fucking worms and my asshole was so itchy and we had to vacuum the whole room and wash all the sheets it was so dramatic and like I was so embarrassed and I had to tell her because I was literally living in the same fucking room as her sleeping in the same fucking bed could not tell her I had worms so yeah I got worms as an adult that was a weird time but I got to eat like the little chocolates the little chocolate medications that you have to take so that was good (laughs) I need to stretch my shoulder hold up Oh, do you hear that crack? Do you hear that grind? Yeah, that's my shoulder. <laughs> it's fucked. So anyway, yeah, just so you both know, because some of you are listening to this on my podcast and some of you are going to be watching it on my YouTube channel. So I'm like recording and podcasting at the same time. Multitasking. <laughs> so where am I going from now? 
what am I saying next? Come on, Jim, Jim. I'm going to put my microphone back in its little holder thing because my fucking wrist is well killing me. So we ended up dating for like 10 months and we already had like the same friendship group. So it was like super chill transition. We already had all the same mates. Like everyone was reasonably supportive actually. Um, and yeah, that was that really. We had like a really great time. Like our social life was really good. And then she, yeah, she started showing her dark side and she just had like really poorly managed mental illness. Uh, I don't know what because she was undiagnosed when we were together. Uh, she had quite severe anxiety and stuff and uh, I ended up developing anxiety and and panic. I guess it was yeah technically panic disorder during that time and she was experiencing the same thing and so we were both feeding off each other's anxiety. It was very toxic and she was actually quite controlling and abusive um, verbally and I guess psychologically abusive um which is really a a real shame that the first relationship I had with a woman was like that because it really did uh taint my future experiences and it was really hard to to see women after that and to to want to date women especially lesbians because she was like one of those lesbians that I don't think is this is a common thing at all but I know there are lesbians like this who just like fucking hate men like man haters yeah she was like one of those and it was so toxic and scary and she literally punched a guy in the face once because he walked up to me like he didn't touch me he was just coming to dance with me in the club and she literally punched him in the cheek and he's yeah split his fucking cheek open and then she also punched my when I stopped seeing her she punched my um my new boyfriend like because I started dating a guy after after we split up and then he became my boyfriend and we we ran into her in the club and she punched him in the face. So, yeah, she liked punching people in the face. Um, but you know what's interesting about this that I will say? This isn't supposed to be an episode about my abusive relationships. I will do episodes about those in the future. But it's kind of relevant. So, out of all of my abusive relationships, yes, all I've had a few, she's the only woman that I've dated the others have all been cis men and she's a cis woman and all of the guys they never apologized for their behavior and abusing me right but last year so 2021 me and this woman our relationship ended 2016 So this is a long time ago and last year I got a text message from her and I think she must have got my number off we have a mutual friend and she must have got my number off her because I obviously had her blocked on like everything and she said hey Jem uh you know I'm just reaching out to apologize for my behavior when we were together um, I know it like fucked you up and stuff and I was like yeah bitch you traumatized me and she just like fully took accountability for all of it and didn't make any excuses and just owned it and was like I really fucked up uh, so she's obviously gone and yeah like gone help and and worked on herself and stuff which is really great but I just find it so interesting 
the out of all the abusive partners I've had the only one who's actually come forth and acknowledged their shittiness was the woman Mm. I guess it's not really that surprising is it (laughs) anyway so back to my queer story So we split up and at the end of that relationship, I was so manipulated by her that I thought I was a lesbian. So she manipulated me into thinking that I did not like men, which was, I mean, I obviously fucking liked men. I know people's sexual orientation can change over time, but for me, like, there is no way that I no longer liked men. I was just so manipulated by her because she got into my head so deeply. And yeah, I literally thought I was gay I would see an attractive objectively attractive man on the tv and I'd be like yeah like he's pretty but nope not like sexually attracted at all and anyone who knows me or knew me as a kid or a teenager would be like what the fuck there's no way Jem can be a lesbian anyway so I eventually realized that I wasn't a lesbian, in fact, when her manipulation wore off and I distanced myself from her and I started dating a guy and we actually tried to have a threesome, but like it just didn't really happen. Um, But my next boyfriend after him, um, we had a couple of threesomes with a friend who who was a woman um, and that was really hot. And I'm trying to think of this. I think that was like the next time I had sex with a woman. Trying to think. I think that, no, there was like another time mixed in there somewhere where I had sex with one of my friends and we were just like really fucked up. And this guy, so we went over to like her friend's house who was a guy. And we, me and this, like my friend just got really fucked up and we were like just really attracted to each other. And we started fucking And we were, like, eating each other out, like, under the doona. And, like, her friend, like, the man, was in the same room just playing the piano, like, really dramatically. And we're just, like, fucking under the covers. It was so random. I forgot about that until now. Hmm. Yeah, it was pretty hot. Um, what else? (laughs) So, yeah, I had a couple of threesomes in with my ex-boyfriend and then um after that relationship ended which was like the start of 2019 kind of like early 2019 I had this like epic friendship group and we'd all get really fucked up and do like acid and caps and drink lots of alcohol and shit get fucked up and I would um end up like having threesomes with a couple of my close chick friends and it was really hot it was like literally pants around ankles with our docks on just like fucking um and like people I remember one time I was fucking two of my friends we're having a threesome like two like women and like so like vulva owners and we were in one of their bedrooms at a party and people like our friends and random people kept having to come into the bedroom to like get their like stuff from their bags or whatever and we were just like fucking and so many people just saw us fucking that day because (laughs) people were just walking in and out and had no idea that sex was happening in there it's just yeah yeah 
quite quite interesting situation anyway and I would just kind of like leave and come back because I was getting FOMO from the party because I like loved being the life of the party and like playing drinking games and shit but then when I'd be partying I'd get FOMO like sex FOMO so I'd like go back and have some more sex and I don't know how many times I went backwards and forwards that day damn and then yeah I've had like a few other threesomes with like you know me a woman like another vulva owner and then penis owner like a man um so yeah they've been pretty hot had yeah a fair few threesomes with women but all of them have been my friends and it's just been like mucking around and like obviously like we're all queer but yeah it's like nothing like serious has like really come from it um and there wasn't a lot of sober I don't think there was any sober sex that happened actually at that point in my life with with women anyway um it was all just like drunk and fucked up I think because we all just had maybe a lot of shame and like you know all that internalized queer phobia I think we all just felt maybe quite awkward approaching each other when we were like when we were sober and stuff and didn't really know how to start it kind of that awkwardness that you feel with with people of like the same sex or gender I suppose um (sighs) what happened after that had a beautiful threesome the start of this year with my current partner Brody uh and uh my best friend Ace um and they're both cool with me like saying their names obviously um and yeah it was pretty fucking hot uh but we yeah we didn't do it again because me and Ace ended up having like um yeah ended up like we had feelings for each other and like romantic attraction and and everything and so yeah we kind of kept it separate so we weren't like a thruple or anything but like I was yeah obviously in a relationship with Brody and then also like seeing Ace as well um but then me and Ace called that off because we just both had like a lot of yeah stuff to work through and just like weren't really compatible uh romantically just due to our mental illnesses and and just different things um so yeah (laughs) I feel like I've missed so many bits and pieces but yeah that's that's a summary of my queer journey and I guess I haven't really spoke to my non-binary journey which I might speak to briefly so last year 2021 I was studying sexology and in sexology we learn all about gender and trans rights and uh, you know gender diversity and queerness and we do like literally whole like modules and stuff on this shit and it was so fabulous and interesting and great and I learned so much uh, so yeah not only am I interested in this topic and I am queer myself but I have actually studied a fair bit of this stuff as well uh, so I'm very knowledgeable in this um, in this on this topic I guess so yeah I I had um I I was sleeping with a non-binary person um like a like an AMAB like the start of last year and it was the first non-binary person that I'd ever met or probably not ever met sorry but like first non-binary person that I was friends with or or knew personally and who I knew was non-binary I suppose and I remember, yeah, like practicing, like saying the pronouns and, you know, making sure that I wouldn't fuck it up because they use they, them pronouns. And that's when I started learning about pronouns. So this is only like two years ago. 
not that long ago really and um I had another friend who was non-binary and then you know I had friends who were using like she they pronouns and things but still kind of like were figuring out their I guess gender identity or whatever and I guess I just started questioning mine and I was like well I've just been conditioned to (laughs) think I'm a woman society tells me I'm a woman because I was born female you know my sex is female so people like yes a woman um and then I honestly just like came out on social media pretty openly because I think studying sexology I was very confident speaking about it and was very educated and also yeah knew a fair few non-binary people at that point and trans people and stuff and I was like well whatever like it's not a big deal I don't have any shame around it um the shame did eventually catch up with me though but yeah I ended up just like fucking vibing out I was like yeah hey everyone like use they them pronouns like non-binary I'm gender fluid so for those of you who aren't familiar non-binary is like an umbrella term there's a lot of different types of gender identities that fall under that so one of those is is gender fluid and that's kind of the one that I guess most closely aligns with myself and my expression my gender expression I'm quite fluid between both mask and femme um I'd say I'm 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 predominantly femme with how I present as in my the way I dress and the way that I I guess do my makeup and my hair and stuff but I actually can be quite um mask more so in my personality and in certain relationship dynamics so yeah I'm quite fluid um I do dress masks sometimes but not as often as I dress femme but that could be again conditioning and and kind of and stuff like that um I do get dysphoria like gender dysphoria with certain outfits like for example on a day where I'm feeling more mask um if I put on a dress or like a skirt or something I'm like I feel so weird and slimy I'm like um and I've had a lot of issues with my hair as well like um yeah like I shaved my head last year in lockdown because I was like going a bit mental and I I fucking shaved it off because it was so fried I'd been dying it in lockdown and like I dyed it like Harley Quinn so it was like bleach blonde with like fucking little so it was fucking fried because I bleached it so many times because like my hair color like my natural color is dark fucking brown like almost black like it's very dark so you can imagine how many times I had to fucking bleach it to get it to like platinum blonde and so it was fried and I was like fuck this I'm shaving it and then I felt so dysphoric for so long over like when my hair started growing back and stuff like I kind of liked it shaved but like it looked cool like I suited it but I didn't feel euphoric at all I felt quite dysphoric and I realized that I was trying to be more mask because because I was born female and because you know I I thought I was a woman for so long and I thought that to be an a a non-binary person who's afab I had to kind of not dress feminine it was kind of like a form of like rebelling against um I guess society and like societal norms that like um you know like I didn't want to be an afab who dressed feminine because I knew people would perceive me as a woman and as straight and I didn't want to be perceived that way 
so I was like fuck this and you know I'd try and dress more mask and like you know the shaved head and stuff but I was just like this is just isn't me and so I grew my hair back out and I'm still actually trying to grow it it's like only probably about my shoulders my little mullet at the moment um so I'm trying to grow it back out because I actually like my hair a bit longer um had it quite short for a number of years like kind of just like above my shoulders um and I realized again that I was I did enjoy that for a bit but then I don't know you change over time you like different hairstyles you know and I was like no I want my hair long again because I I like having really long feminine hair um not that mask people can't have long hair because obviously they can but you know what I'm saying so yeah I guess that's kind of it like I I really struggle with um dysphoria with my hair which is so random um I don't really experience dysphoria with my womb or my menstrual cycle or anything like that obviously that's basically what I do for work (laughs) it's kind of like my career so you know I don't really feel that which I feel very grateful for because I can imagine that's a really fucked up thing to go through and I really feel for anyone who who feels that um yeah I I I, I, um, I've always felt quite euphoric in my body and how it looks. I've definitely had moments where I've questioned it and been like, do I want to cock? Like, but I think that's more that I want to cock for sexual reasons. Like, so that I can like fuck my partner with like an actual penis and actually feel it going inside them or like actually fuck pussy and fuck people with a cock. You know, I really want to know what that feels like, but I do feel euphoric in in my body and how it looks it's more just my hair and like sometimes my face that I feel more dysphoric about um and yeah just like how I dress as well so my wardrobe is like so such a weird mixture of things (laughs) like I have stuff from like like kind of 1950s 1920s kind of style dresses like super femme stuff and then I have like super baggy t-shirts and like baggy jeans and like yeah there's a very like broad spectrum of clothing in my in my cupboard so yeah maybe I'll um on YouTube I'll give I'll give you you folks a little tour a little little tour of my wardrobe and try some stuff on I know that might be fun let me know what you want to see so yeah trying to think if there's anything else I want to add about about my gender stuff um yeah there's still like a lot of my family I haven't come out to because um I don't know I'm scared that they're like transphobic (laughs) and I've copped enough discrimination in my time so I'm pretty good you know I'm pretty good at like standing my ground now I definitely went through a period where it was very difficult to uh stand up for myself and I did feel a lot of shame around my gender identity just because I think that's just natural for queer people to to have that internalized shame because we're seen as other or different or you know abnormal or like fucking abominations basically so yeah for a long time I I did struggle with that and I struggled to correct people and I would get really upset and I actually avoided going to appointments and places because I was sick of having to come out every day I was sick of having to tell people every single day it's they them not she her like I'm not binary I'm not a woman 
Um, it just got very old, very, very fast. So yeah, I'm pretty good at that now, but that was obviously a journey and I'm sure I'll do a podcast up on that as well. There's so there's endless topics for me to talk about in this podcast. You're going to know me like the back of your fucking hand by the, I don't know if this will ever end. Maybe I'll just do it forever. But yeah. Mm. Yeah, but feel free to share any of your, your gender and queer stories with me. I'd love to hear them. Um, so yeah, I'm currently trying to get back into like the dating scene, like dating women and femmes and vulva owners again. Um, I've just been on Hinge a lot, actually the last couple of days trying to, you know, get back in there, but it's draining as a disabled and mentally ill person to fucking date, honestly. I barely hang out with like my friends, let alone fucking random cunts off the internet. So if you want to date me, hit me up. (laughs) I'm pretty horny. I really do need um I really I really would love a woman to fuck or like, you know, a fuck buddy who's a woman or like a lover if you want to be more poetic about it. <laughs> um <coughs> yeah, I definitely miss that and keen to fuck some pussy and keen to fuck some pussy with my partner too and to watch my partner fuck some pussy. That's hot. Um, but I talk more about that kind of stuff in my other podcast. <laughs> yes, I have another podcast. It's called Blood Slut. It's all about the other side of me. <laughs> it's very different to this side, but still me. If you like hearing about sex and periods and ethical non-monogamy and consent and all that shit, then you can head over there. It's called Blood Slut. Ah. <sighs> So yeah, if you've got any questions that you want to ask me, feel free. I can answer them in um, a future podcast. You can just email them to me. Um, my email is thendmbspodcast at gmail.com. And then my Instagram is thendmbspodcast. And then obviously I have my website and the other side of my business. But all the details of that will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have any tips on how to date women or femmes, uh, let me know because I'm very shy and anxious. Thank you. Love you all. Bye.